You're listening to TBD, a podcast for brilliant coaches, consultants, helpers, and healers creating their best work and their most meaningful contribution. I'm your host, Megan Hale, business strategist and thought partner to help you distill your wisdom into your most potent offers and the multiple six figures that go with it. I'll be the first to tell you though, as someone who's done it, this path is far from a straight line. There are highs, there are lows, and so many moments of uncertainty in between. But if there are two things I know to be true, it's you always know what you need to know when you need to know it. And the next right step is always on its way. Let's do this. Hello, hello, y'all. I am so excited for today's episode because it is our first interview, and I could not be more honored to introduce you to a dear client who has just had the most amazing growth with me this past year. You know, this week, I've been leading a brand new training series all around how to map out a values-driven launch, and it has been such a joy laying out all the most important elements that go into creating a successful launch, the timeline that's needed to create a spacious launch, and the mindset and energetics that support a sold-out launch. So I could think of no better way than to take you behind the scenes of our recent client launch and share all the nitty gritty custom details we baked in that led to her amazing, amazing results. So to set us up here, we will be talking to Kate Gibbs, who is the founder and LEO or lead executive officer of Bliss and Flourish Co. She's an Alaska-based yoga teacher turned international business coach and is exceptional at guiding women along their entrepreneurial journey towards maximum authenticity freedom, and spaciousness, while simultaneously calling in a sense of true belonging, deep intimacy, and tangible abundance. With a background in both person-centered planning and group facilitation, she helps her clients ditch hustle culture and reorient themselves in alignment with their unique seasons and rhythms. Kate's work is helping her clients grow successful businesses they love on their own terms, but also helping them build businesses that love them back. Kate and I have been working together for a little over a year. She came in for a short six-week intensive program I led last year, and then we took about a month break before she joined me in my 12-month high-level mastermind. One of her biggest goals in working with me was to build out her body of work and take it even deeper by not just refining her current group program, but also setting the stage for building out her next one. Kate's most recent launch generated over 42K, which was three and a half times more than her last best launch. Okay. And the thing I love the most about these results is that her program was very reasonably priced at just $3.95 a month for seven months and was still an intimate container for just 20 people. One of the reasons I wanted to have Kate on besides to simply celebrate her is to show the mindset and energetics she really carried into this launch and that multiple five figures do not require hundreds and hundreds of people. Okay. Just the right people. And Kate has done such an exceptional job of really calling in aligned community. So I cannot wait for you to hear directly from Kate about what this launch was like for her, what it's like being on the other side, and especially how it created such a meaningful shift in her business for all the things that it now makes possible as a result. Without further ado, y'all, let's dive in. Hello, hello, TBD fam. I am so excited to introduce you to a dear client and colleague today on a very special episode. We are going to be diving into Kate Gibbs' launch experience, really executing my spacious launch strategy and the impact that has had on her business. So I am so excited to get into some nitty gritty numbers and metrics today, but also talk about energetics because that is a very, very important piece that goes into a successful launch process. So before we get started, 
started, I would first love for you to introduce yourself to everybody, Kate, and who you are and what you do, and then we'll get into the conversation. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. I'm really excited to be here. Me too. It's been such an incredible experience. I'm I'm really excited to talk about it and to just, um, I, I hope my experience is helpful for other people. Yes. So sure. my name is Kate. As you said, I am a business coach for women entrepreneurs who are looking to have more of a holistic approach in their business. So we're really looking at balancing their life with their work and building a business that loves them back. And primarily I'm working with newer entrepreneurs who, who might be kind of sucked into that like hustle culture, 24 seven work vibe. And then they get really frustrated. They're like, well, I'm trying to do this thing that I love. Why am I so exhausted? Why am I burnt out? And you know, why do I love my business, but it doesn't love me. So yes. that's, that is the way that I move through the world. And that is the way that I, I help my people. And I've just started uh, a little bit of a rebrand. So my business is called Bliss and Flourish Co. Yes. I'm excited when that gets to be unveiled to the world. Yes, it has been such a joy kind of being behind the scenes, watching all of these incremental shifts in your business, not only from watching you create a framework that really holds your wisdom, but also really naming your company and getting your domain and like building the whole new site, going through a full rebrand. Like it has been such an exciting time. And then to top that all off, you're really ushering in all of this with such a beautiful launch. So I would like to first start by really laying the context for everybody who is listening by talking about like the, the nitty gritty numbers and metrics of what this launch brought in. And then we'll get into the details of how that actually came to be. And you brought that into fruition. So let us start first. Um, this is a launch for an offer that you've actually run several times now. This is actually, which number cohort are you going into? So this is the sixth cohort, but it was the seventh launch. I actually have had a launch that totally flopped. I think it's important to name. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. yes. So a lot of mastery talking about this program, really understanding the deliverables inside of it, and yep. also having some sales systems in place for yes. enrolling. Yes, exactly. I had a sales page already ready to go. Um, I have like a system of launching that I have used in the past that was then la I layered in your approach, which then expanded everything. Yes. Um, and some, you know, some onboarding assets and things like that. So I didn't have all of that to create initially. Yes, totally. So when we're talking about a launch and we're really kind of debriefing on the other side, which you and I, we've already had a call kind of debriefing, like what happens, like what went great? What do you want to shift for next time? And we're really starting to look at the overall performance of a launch, which we're going to measure in a couple of different ways. Uh, the first is how much revenue did this launch bring in? The second is what impact did this have on bringing new people into your world? Because that's one of our biggest focuses for a launch is not only reaching a specific sales goal, but really being able to plant lots of seeds for new people finding you and your body of work who could potentially become clients down the road. We also want to think about how people are engaging with your launch, because this is how we're really measuring, like, are people loving what you're putting down? Are they liking your sales content, right? So re really letting us know that this is landing with people, it's resonating with people, which is always such a good thing to experience as a business owner. So let's start by layering out some of these metrics. So total revenue earned, what did this launch bring in for you? For just over $42,000. Amazing. And in context of your prior launches, tell me what that 42K means to you. 
So my last best launch was $12,000. So this is literally three and a half times my last best launch, which was just last year. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Huge. Yes. So 3.5 times better than your last best launch. Yes. And my last best launch was my first five figure launch. So it's the first time I had ever launched over 10 K. Yes. Okay. So amazing revenue, but let's also get into some of the nitty gritty of those details of like what this money means for you and your family with 42 K, like how much spaciousness has that welcomed into your life? Yeah, that's, that's seven months of revenue for us. That's yes. huge. And so my husband also run, is, just launched his own business. He's only been in it for like six months. So not reliable income over there. The reliable income is, is my money. Yes. And it's been, uh, there's been a little bit more of that like month to month feeling of like, okay, are we going to make the bills next month? Are we going to be able to yes. make it? Like, I think we're good. I'm, I'm usually thinking like three months ahead. But seven months ahead, like, I'm like, whoa, this is <laughs> such a game changer. Like, we keep checking in with each other. We're like, we're, we're like good for a yes. while. Yes, yes. And are you starting to kind of get that feeling? Like, it's, it's taking a little bit of time to, like, actually normalize and acclimate that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yes, I have to keep reminding myself of it because we've just kind of been in that feeling of, um, I don't know, just like the readiness of like, okay, what's the next thing I have to do right now? Yes. And now I'm like, oh, I don't have to do that right now. And in fact, the way I'm prioritizing what it needs to happen in my business gets to change, which yes. has given me a lot of space for creativity. And I think that's like really big because now I know I have space to figure out whatever else wants to come through, you know, whereas before yes. I had to focus on what was more certain. Yes, 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 absolutely. And then let's also talk about where that 42K came from with the number of seats that actually were inside this program, like what you're going for and what actually happened. Yep. So I, in the past, run the program with more like eight to 12 spots open, generally mm -hmm. landing on that eight person mark. And the price was around 250. Sometimes mm -hmm. that would shift depending on if people were getting, you know, a past client discount or, but it's never been more than that. Yeah. What we knew for this launch is that I didn't want to straight up double that price because it right. wasn't going to be accessible for the people that I felt like I was working with. Mm -hmm. So we did increase the price to 395. And but I what I did do is double my capacity. Yes. Which makes sense. You know, I've ran this enough times that I know. I mean, I on any given month I am coaching like 20 people. They're just not all in the same program. Right. So it made sense. Like let's just create more space for people to come in and hold more space for that community. And this, so I was at 20, it ended up being a 19, it sold out launch just simply because there was a very unexpected thing happened with one of the clients, but yes. we're, we're still calling it sold out. Yes, yes. So we have 19 people inside this container with you. Yes, yes. Beautiful. And let's also talk about the other like visibility growth that's happened through this launch too. So prior to moving into this launch strategy, email marketing was not something that you were kind of focusing on. It was mostly all social media. You are so incredibly present, which I just like, you inspire me to no end on Instagram, like just how present you are for your community. And that's really been the main place for people to really interact and engage with you. And this time around, we added on an email strategy, which was 
new and also was a little bit more of a lift because there's more writing involved than just, you know, our social media posts, but I'm really big on double dipping into content. So if we're creating a social media post, how can we modify that content to go out and email and then vice versa. If you have an email that you're like, oh my God, that was so awesome. Like how can we repurpose that on social? So let's talk about your Instagram growth. How many new people came into your world throughout this launch? So 200 new people came in in the last, I guess, I can't say that it was exactly during the launch, but it was in the, in the last 90 days because yes. that's how the metric showed me. But I know just from interacting with these people that it was the majority was during launch and they were also really aligned. So mm -hmm. I'm like the queen of removing people from my Instagram <laughs> which I love so much. <laughs> it's like the reason why I'm like still at like a thousand followers is because I'm constantly calling the list because I want it to be like people I actually want to talk to, people who are actually there for what I'm bringing to the world, the community that that creates together. So it was really important to me that it's not just a numbers game, that it was yes. also like quality over quantity. Totally, yeah. totally. So does that mean that your like Instagram following was like 800 before the launch, then it went to a thousand or was it like 900 and you did some it was thing, if you will? I was at a thousand, it went up to about 200 or 1200, but then I was like, I called it back down. So I'm probably at a thousand, I'm still at a thousand, but that's just like, I don't know why that's my magic number, but to me, it just, like, <laughs> I just but I think like, that's a beautiful number that. though, because I think so. that there's so much pressure out there that you have to have this like huge, huge audience of thousands and thousands of people to have multiple five figure launches, six figure launches, multiple six figure launches. And it's just not true. Like no. over and over again, there are so many entrepreneurs who have like, these really small, really aligned, really engaged communities. Right. Right. That's exactly. the thing that I really want to bring to the forefront for people. Well, it's like my, I know that my stories engagement is like 12%, 15%. If you have a 5% engagement right there, you're doing really well. You're doing better than the average. So like, nice. I know if I have less than hundred people engaging with my stories, that something needs to shift, right? Like I know yes. where I am with, with that. And maybe that's why a thousand is like my perfect number. Cause I'm like, I, I know what my engagement looks like there. Yes. Oh, I love that. No, that's so good. Okay. So let's talk about email list growth too. How many new subscribers came onto your list through value week? 90, which was wild to me. I was not expecting that. Um, but that was really, really great. Especially cause my email list was already, was pretty small. My email list was under 200, maybe like 190, I think. Yeah. Bringing on like 90 new people. And I will say that that was just the, that was the gross growth. Like there was a, the net growth was 60, mm -hmm. but I've also been like, since, you know, I talked about this rebrand that I'm doing, I've been shifting away from a brand that had more focus on teaching yoga. Cause that was kind of my, the prior focus of my business and shifting more into business coaching. Yes. And now it being the only focus is business coaching. I knew I was going to lose some people. And that was again, back to that aligned audience, that's fine. Like they're yes. not here for, for what I'm doing right now. And that's okay. Yeah. So you had 90 new people join your list and you had 30 people unsubscribe who were not the best fit. Yes. And I actually feel great about that. Yes. Me too. My email list wasn't, um, the open rate wasn't very high. And I know I'm like, I know it's because you're not here for what I'm doing. <laughs> yes, totally. Totally. So that's so good. And that's actually going to be really important when we start talking about, you know, segmenting our lists and then really looking at how are people engaging with the content that you're putting out? Um, I just want to backtrack for just a second, because if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you know, that I've said value week many, many times, but just in case this is your first episode and you're like, what is she talking about? 
So one of the things that I teach inside of my launch strategy is a multi-day live training event, which I call Value Week, because this is your opportunity to really show up and deliver a high level of value for your people. It's your opportunity to really show them your body of work, your methodology, what it's like to work with you. And this week in particular is a really, really important piece of your whole launch process. And so one of the first things that we're really looking for here is really making sure that people are getting signed up for Value Week, that they know about Value Week, that they are coming to engage with you in Value Week. And this is actually a metric that I also want us to talk about, Kate, because first of all, this was your first value week launch ever, right? Correct. Yep. So how are you feeling going into a value week launch for the first time? Um, I was really nervous. Definitely. I'm more nervous about the people because I hadn't had that. I had not been in front of that big of an audience before. So that was where the nerves were. The content I felt great about because it's content that I've taught so many times, but Mm -hmm. we had kind of changed it. So that way it fit a value week, right? So I had to kind of get creative. And I wasn't really sure how it was going to land and it landed really well, but bigger, bigger than I expected. So there was some managing that, I guess it was like managing the success of it that I was not prepared to do. Yes. Okay. So I love this. So this actually gives us a lot of context too, because we've talked about how many new people came onto your Instagram. So found out about you, right? That's one of my favorite things about live launching because it's such a powerful tool for being found by the people who need you, that you're really here to serve. So we had 200 people find you on Instagram. We had 90 new people join your email list and how many people signed up for your value week training series? 125. 125. Okay. Kate's going to give me permission to like start at the very beginning (laughs) because when we were initially talking about what your goals were with how many people you wanted signed up for value week, what was the first number? 50. Yes. And then what happened after that? Well, that was like day two, 50 people were signed up (laughs) and we're like, well, maybe we need some new goals. So I think you were maybe thinking a hundred and I was like, I don't know that I can do a hundred. A hundred feels really scary to me. So yeah. I'm like, well, how about, how about 75? Yes. Uh-huh. And then how about 86? <laughs> and then maybe, you know, we'll see where we go from there. And we yeah, hit the 125 and I was just blown away. Yeah. Yeah. So what was it like to see like 125 souls? Like I want to learn from you. Yeah. It felt really powerful. It felt like what I am, it felt like it was confirmation of what I'm putting out into the world is needed, is what people are, have been waiting for. It kind of felt like that. That's the energy of the launch. It felt like people were just waiting for me to give them this, which was so interesting because I don't know about you. I'm sure you've had this, but lots of entrepreneurs have that experience of like, I feel like I have to convince people to join me. I feel like I have to convince people just to see the free thing that I'm offering. Mm -hmm. This did not feel like that at all. This felt like all I had to do was open the door and people were just like, I'm there. Yes. Like, what do you think contributed to that for you? I mean, I think part of it was the energetics of setting my intention around this launch to be magnetic. Yeah. I have been there with the push pull energy and I am someone who is like able to hit goals and just go and make it happen. But I really wanted it to be spacious, easeful. I wanted to kind of lean back and stand, but also stand in my power. 
Like that yeah. was part of it. I was like, I want to know that what I'm offering is so amazing that of course people are going to sign up. Of course people yes. want to see this. So I really did a lot of work around that, around my mindset, around like how grounded I felt in my material. And I was really focused on like knowing who was coming. So as people were coming into my world, I've, I'm like also the DM queen. So I'm like DMing, I'm talking to people. And so I just, I was constantly feeling hyped up around what I was creating, what I was offering. So it felt really easy to just yes. be like, oh, yay, people are signing up. Of course they are. Like my energy was so grounded in, in it, you know? Yes. Yes. And how do you feel like that supported you like in the delivery of value week? Because this was a new experience for you. I know that you were nervous, like teaching to a room of that size, which was a first for you. Yep. How did that grounding energy, like really support you throughout the process? Yeah. Value week. <laughs> I bet I probably went the other way during value week. I probably, I got like a little tunnel vision because it was so exciting and people were so turned on by the material. Like I probably was fielding like 30 to 50 DMs a day, which is nuts. Like, and I was getting pretty tired. I was tired, but I was so like amped up. It's like, when you have a lot of caffeine, you're like, I'm just gonna have more caffeine. (laughs) This is amazing. Like that, that was a little, I was a little ungrounded. I would say that every week. Um, but it was really motivating to get the confirmation again and again and again and again from people being like, wow, I've never thought about this. Wow. This was the most, you know, unique approach to business I've ever seen and things like that. That was, I knew it was good, but I didn't think it was like that good. I guess I was now (laughs) playing it in my own head. Sure. Because I mean, you've taught this material many, many times over the years too. And like, this is something that's so common is something that we are just so well-versed in. We forget like the magic that happens for people when they see it for the first. And this happens for me, like with the money map all the time. Like when I start talking about margins and numbers, like people's minds are just blown. And for me, I've been thinking about it in these terms for years and years and years. And so it kind of loses that like shock value a little bit. But then when somebody comes and they experience your work for the first time and they've never thought about it like this before, you're like, oh, wow, this is, it's so affirming for you. Cause you're like, this is special. This is unique which is such a powerful experience for you as a business owner that I don't think that we, we get to have if we're not out there teaching in this way, like with value week, right? Like, cause it's not only helpful for you to show up for your community, but it's also such a rich opportunity for you to get feedback from them with how things are landing. Right. Yeah, exactly. And with that is actually where I love the live launching component because I've been teaching for a very long time in different capacities, right? So Mm -hmm. teaching to me is so special because of that call and response, because you get to see what's happening and then adjust the curriculum based on that. So after day one, when I got flooded with, with people being like, holy crap, this is, this was really big. And people feeling like almost like day one was too big. Mm -hmm. I realized I needed to slow it down. And that actually helped me ground my energy because I was feeling like I got to go really fast. I got to make sure I hit all these points. I got to make sure I deliver what I said I was going to deliver. Yeah. But everybody's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, yes. can you go back to point one? Yes. Let's go deeper. Yes. Yeah. And so when I let myself sit with that and be like, okay, what do my people need? This is not just about me delivering a checklist. This is about yes. me get, delivering to the people who are in this room. Yes. Day two felt like I was like, I got way more in a flow and that felt a lot better. That's so good. I'm so glad that you mentioned that too, because that's the thing, like 
I think a lot of times when we go into like a multi-day training event, it feels like it's a big ask for us to show up and deliver. And it is, and I don't want to minimize that, but there's also a lot of opportunities for you to shift your pace, for you to kind of shift course if you need to, to slow things down or speed things up. And that's why I really like them because we're not only taking our clients or our potential clients on a journey, but it's giving us more opportunity to like really get a feel for like, how does this content really want to be delivered? So mm -hmm. now we're building mastery around that delivery over time. So the next time you go into this value week, for instance, like, what do you think is going to happen with the wisdom that you have now? Yeah, well, it either needs to be another day, like mm -hmm. we've talked about before, or I just need to kind of distill what I wanted to deliver in day one and pick out the very best pieces. So then I can yeah. keep it in three days. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, day one could be three days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I just do that. Yes, I love those options too. Yeah. And I think also for me, I know there are different places where I could have supported myself better mm -hmm. and, or differently. And well, like example, day one, it was like 85 people showed up out of those 125 people, 85 people. And yes. even though in my brain, I was like, okay, I know there's gonna be a lot of people in the zoom room. Yes. As soon as it was like, ding, you know, all the dings, like when people start showing up, I was just like, felt myself like, like just shrinking a little bit. Yes. Oh, and I was like, okay, I don't know, like how I'm supposed to manage this mindset wise. Maybe people don't realize this about me, but I actually do have some stage fright things that mm -hmm. I've had to work through as a younger person. And a little bit of that popped up. Yeah. But what happened was really the most beautiful real time example of how I like my values and how I want to move through the world. I had, a, I had someone who attended reach out and say, Hey, it looked like you were a little overwhelmed with the admin side of things. Can I just provide some admin support for you? Yes. And old me would have been like, no, of course not. I have to do it all like toxic independence. Like, are you serious? <laughs> yes. You're here to learn. Like I can't what have you helped me. But my new, my new style, my more evolved style is more of this like round table approach where we all bring skills where we can support each other and I can receive support and I've yes. been wanting that support. And that's very much was a big part of this launch for me. So of course I said yes to her and it made the next two days much smoother, but I was able to actually talk about it in the in value week. I was like, Hey, yes. you're going to notice I have support. And this is one of the things that we talk about when it comes to having sustainability and building a business that loves you back. It cannot yes. just be you. Like you yes. have to let yourself be held, you know? I'm so glad that you just modeled that too and brought it into the room. Yeah. And also received the support. I think that's like, that's a huge up level. Like we're going to talk about all the up levels that you experienced throughout this launch, but that's definitely one of them. I want to circle back on something that you said about the DMs that you were fielding every single day, because there might be people who are listening of like, oh my God, 30 to 50 DMs a day. Like I just can't, like they just want to like hide under a rock. Okay. So one of the things that is really important to me when I'm helping a client map out a launch. One, this is going to be super custom to you, your work, and how you like to walk through the world. We're also going to be looking at things that have served you and supported you in the past that are kind of like your comfort zone, right? So yeah. you are the DM queen, like this is your way of really connecting with people 
And so we knew that we actually wanted to leverage that in this launch. And so that was actually a specific call to action that we layered in because it allowed you to do this new thing, which is a value week and email marketing, which we'll talk about in just a second, while yeah. also still getting to do the things that you have a lot of comfortability around. So tell me about like how that process was of like doing the things that you knew worked well, while also like layering in some new things throughout this launch process. It felt like I was able to prioritize the things that were like easy for me. And then the other things were more like bonus. And we decided out of the, out of the additional things we were layering in, what was going to be minimum lovable, right. And what was going to be kind of cherry on top style. I really like connecting one-to-one with people. Mm -hmm. It's where I feel the most confident. It's where I feel like I can listen the best. Um, Doesn't, I love group facilitation, but I still want to hear from the individual people. Right. And the way I designed value week didn't give as much time for the Q and a, and I would probably change that next time. Mm-hmm. So the call to action was, was just like DM. I wanted to hear people's ahas. I wanted yes. the DMS. And that was, that's been my, that's usually my call to action in general is people to DM me. Mm-hmm. So it was layered all through social media. It was layered into my emails. It was layered into the value week itself. So even though Value Week was new, even though the email strategy was new, where I was directing them was to where I feel the most confident and most able to respond and connect with those people. Yes, I love that. I love that. I think when we started to see those numbers go up and up and up, I remember one specific boxer conversation. I was like, <laughs> I don't know if the CTA needs to be like DM you because this could be a lot of DMs, but like if that's like the comfort level, like go for it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that you really, you expanded to hold all of those conversations. What was yep. that like? Like expanding to hold like that shift in intensity and frequency. Uh, I answered a lot of them outside. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So grounding. Yes. Good. Yeah, I was like, I need to move. I need to move. Yeah. If I'm like holding all this information, I know that about myself. So I was like, okay, this is where I'm going to go to like have these conversations. And also I have good phone boundaries. So like yes. end of the day, phone is not anywhere near me. It's put away. So I can have like a full, a full yes. breath. Yes. In terms of the capacity for it, it, it was, uh, I also knew there was going to be an end date. Like I'm not yes. still fielding that many DMs <laughs> yes. and I started shifting people to where I'm, this is where I'm going to coach you is over here on telegram or over on Voxer. Like we're not always going to just have this kind of free flow on Instagram yes. is going to, it's for this time frame. DM me until this date. Yes. I love that you brought that up too around the container portion of this, because I think the thing that works so well for me for live launches and even for my clients is that we know it's going to be from this date to this date. And then after that, it's like, we kind of go back to business as usual. So I think that that also helps you like allocate energy appropriately too. So you're really like supporting yourself energetically and your capacity and all of those things. Yep, exactly. So tell me what it was like adding on the email strategy then, because Mm -hmm. I know that there was a lot of words to write, which I know kind of feel like an extra thing. When you're already doing, like you're holding a lot of space, you're not only grounding down into your vision and the thing that you want to have happen with the number of sales coming in, you have your content that you're still delivering. You have your follow-ups that are also happening with your people who are considering joining you in your program. And now we're also layering in email strategy. And we also segmented all of your email strategy, which was a new thing. So we had to like really set up your tech to prepare you for that which we did ahead of time before you even moved into launch. So all of that was set and you just had to email your people. 
tell me the benefits of adding in some emails for you just from like what you're able to see from the numbers and the metrics and even yeah. just from the content, like creating the content. Well, from the numbers side of things, it allowed me to see specifically who was really interested, especially yeah. people who might not be as comfortable on social media as I am. So I, I'm thinking of like one specific person who I was like, okay, she's really not interacting with me on social media, but she's opening every single one of my emails like and clicking on every single thing. Yes. So I'm like, I feel like she's into this and yet I'm not getting anything over here where I can interact with her in real time. And I, th I believe I had boxered you about that. I was like, should I be reaching out to her? Like, I don't know. Yes. And you encouraged me to do so. And she's in the program now. Yes. So, <laughs> but yes. it was, so it's helpful to see people's like, also how they make decisions. I think I definitely mm -hmm. noticed the people who are the fast decision makers were the ones who are like, let me talk to you in DMs. And also people who might have a little bit of anxiety and need a little more handholding. So there was like yes. those two people are in DMs, the people who are like slow and like thoughtful and like want to sit with things. Those are the people who are clicking every single email and like reading through all the materials. So it, it also let me kind of see who's in my audience and how they want to be supported through the sales process. Oh, so, so good. Okay. Now here's the thing that's really interesting because the segmenting of your emails, what we did is we basically had a couple of groups of people that we were sending emails to. Now they could be the exact same email, but we're grouping these people very intentionally based on how we think that they're going to be engaging with you. And so we had your value week segment, people who signed up for value week. Yes. We also had your inner circle, which is another strategy that we layer on. Your inner circle is going to include any person that's ever worked with you before or anybody who has expressed interest in working with you before, right? Yes. And we're typically going to reach out to them on the early side of the launch to see if they would like to join us in that program. Like we, we give them first dips, basically. Well, that's one way we can really honor connection and relationship, which yes. I always love to do. And then we had everybody else who was not part of inner circle and they were not signed up for value week. Yep. So what did you discover by doing it that way? So I've done, so I've said, well, I haven't segmented. I'm more in my brain. I know the difference between like <laughs> here's my inner circle and here's everybody else. Right. Yes. So it was actually new putting those who I thought was on inner circle on a segment. Um, yeah. And now in hindsight, I'm like, oh, some of those people might not actually be inner circle people. So that mm -hmm. was interesting. Yeah. But the biggest difference I saw was between the main list and the value week list. The value week list was open rate was like 60, 70%. Yes. Really big. And yes. the main list was like 20, 30% at max, you know? Yes. And, yes. and like no clicks, you know? Yes. <laughs> Yes. All the clicks were happening on value, the value week people and, and also inner circle people too. But I gave them more of my attention, like you said, early side of the launch. Yeah. I probably sent, I sent a lot less emails to just to that segment um, over the sustained length of the launch. It was really focusing on the value week people. Totally. And I think the reason that this is so incredibly key, because if we don't segment our people, we have our value week people and our main list people and even our inner circle people, they're all getting the same email they're all in the same segment. That means that your open rates yep. could be like way lower. Yep. And so that's kind of a muddy metric where you're like, you're, you would be missing out on that 60 to 70% open rate, because that feels amazing as a creator. And as a coach, cause you're like, wow, people are really interested in this, right. Yep. Versus something that's lower. You're kind of like, mm, I don't, I don't know how this is landing for people. Yeah. So I'm so glad that you added that extra piece on. 
Now tell me about the email creation process, because I know that was a little bit more of a lift. So tell me like pros, cons, all of those things. I think initially I felt like I wasn't sure even what to write. I think that was part of it too. I was like, I don't really know how to just create this content out of thin air. Most of the content I create tends to be in this responder style where I'm like interacting and then I'm like, oh, I'm inspired. People want to hear about that. So then I create content. So the first, I would say, I feel like the first five emails were like the hardest for me to write, but then, and this was a surprise to me, like once I started having those interactions around the initial content, then I could respond. Then I was like, oh, this is what they want to hear more about. Or, oh, this is something that happened in value week that I can highlight. Yeah. And that, that started to get pretty fun to have that uh, more organic content. And I do like to create that way. So I will preface it with that. I think some people probably hate that. But I like that. I do too. I like kind of in the moment content creation. And the challenge to that is it's really hard to repurpose stuff because I feel like it's lost. It's lost its relevant energy for me when I use like a repurposed email. And it's something I've really had to challenge myself on. Otherwise, I'm just recreating the wheel every single time I go into an enrollment process. And that's not necessarily the best way to get the highest ROI from everything that you're creating. And that's also part of our debrief process too, is that we're going back through those emails of saying which ones of these like performed really well, they resonated, they landed, and we want to save these, right? To potentially repurpose. Maybe we can infuse them with some relevant energy the next time around, right? But the body of the email is there. And then which ones do we know we don't actually want to send again because they didn't resonate as much. So I think the other thing to look at with a launch is just the amount of assets that are created that can now like support your business moving forward. So like, tell me how that is feeling. Oh, that it feels so like worth it. So worth it. Just thinking about... Well, I know even just from like creating the value week, uh, opt-in page, I think that's where I have the most resistance. I tend to play like a little more loose and like less curated in general, but especially if something is going to be, I don't know if it's going to work initially. I'm like, I don't know. I want to put a whole ton of energy into this Mm -hmm. until I know it's work it's landing and it's working and then I'll refine from there. But I'm glad, really glad (laughs) that I put as much energy into that sales page because it's, I think it's all like 500 visitors that first week or something. Yes. Like and I know one of the intentions I've been calling in for my business is to, is to up-level like just the visibility, the impact. And I'm like, okay, that means that these assets also need to up-level with this, with yes. So I think now, but now I'm like, okay, this page is gorgeous. It's ready to go. The segments there, I know how to use that. I can repurpose that. Some of these emails are going to be repurposed, but also the, just like the rhythm and the pace gets to be repurposed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then let's also talk about your value week content too, because that's like a huge asset. Like, what are you doing with that on the other side? Yeah. So that is going to be repurposed into a, I guess, an evergreen offering. Yeah. Um, and I think that makes so much sense. I'm still getting DMs from people who are yes. like, this content was amazing. And or people who didn't get to watch all three days if they if there were some rewatches happening, um, right. replays happening. So I know that the content, A, it's really powerful. People love it. B, it's something that I can just re- use to support my business in the in like the off seasons when I'm not live launching. Yeah, that feels really exciting because I've never really had that additional layer of support for my business. It's always been what's happening live in the moment. And as we know, well, actually, 
I'll just share from my own experience. Earlier this year, I got really sick and I yeah. fell and had a concussion. And that was a really scary moment in my business to not be able to do anything. Yeah. And luckily yeah. I had, had, you know, revenue in place secured from, from other things. So it was okay. But having an evergreen option adds some security that I don't, that I don't have. Yes, for sure. And that's something that you can point to all the time and it's there to support you. It's also so there to support your people. I'm yeah. so excited that you're adding that layer on into your business model. And it came from like really delivering this value week content and like getting all of this rich feedback because I know that this, this content has been well received before, but it's different in a one-on-one format than it is going and delivering it to 125 people. And you're getting that level of feedback. You're like, okay, maybe, maybe I should do something a little bit more with this and make it more accessible for people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it widens the impact and, um, it's also such a beautiful piece of offer flow, right? Because yes. then it's like people are constantly getting to be exposed to my work in a way that's really going to help them. Like, even if that's all they did, they just yes. did that. Like that's yes. going to be huge for their business for years to come. It's a, it's a system that I still use, you know, yes. so I think there's, and all of my clients use. So that part alone, I was like, oh, that's really exciting. Like I really get to show up for so, for so many more people than I would have thought possible because now I can do it live or I can reuse it. Yes. Yes. Okay. So now that we've talked about a lot of like the strategic pieces, the numbers, the metrics, I kind of want to get deeper into the energetics and even some of the mindset pieces that showed up for you in this launch, because I know anytime we go into a launch, I teach very specific phases of what to anticipate, right? And so we talk about like, we know there's going to be some lulls mm -hmm. in this whole launch cycle, meaning that it's going to feel like engagement has dropped. It's fallen off. You're like, there's crickets, there's nothing happening. And you're kind of like, oh my gosh, like there's something bad happening, but like, we know to expect that. And so we also layer in rest to really restore ourselves with all of the ways that we're giving to our communities. So tell me what it was like, one, knowing that the lulls were there that to plan for them Two, also really taking care of your energy, even the way that you designed this launch, you just did it so beautifully to really like support your own energetic cycles. Like tell me all of the things. Yeah. So I, I'm already big on planning out my life alongside of my business, right? That's like yes. a big pillar to the way that I teach and the way that I run my business. So I was looking ahead at this year, like back in the fall and being like, okay, when, when do I usually feel the best? I almost always feel the best in like February and March. These are kind of just power months for me. These have historically been good for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I know these are This is going to be a great time for me to launch. Yes. I also know it's been good for launches in the past. So there's mm -hmm. that. Um, but I also knew it was, it was, I was specifically layering it in where my past cohorts were ending. So I was like, okay, this workload is going to drop. I'm going to have the ability to step into this increased workload because we, we know launching is a lot of work. Yes. Like trying to launch alongside everything else at the exact same pace you've been running it is not sustainable, at least in my experience, it's not. Would felt. not advise. Would, would not, not advise. advise. <laughs> I've done it. Would not advise. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I felt like I wanted to give this launch as much as I could give it. Mm -hmm. So that meant, where does this fit with my life? Where does this fit with my business? Where does this fit with my 
my cycle? Where does this fit with the season of the year that I feel the best? So mm-hmm. I really looked at that like macro lens of where this launch could fit. Yeah. And because you had given us such a like very specific timeline of like what each week was going to look like, yeah. I was able to plan that really, really well. And I mm-hmm. felt like that was so helpful to know. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a lot of content, but I can be doing this like in the back end, or this is going to be a lot of like visibility. What do I need that to look like? Yes. So I had a uh, one week out of every month, I have no client meetings. So I was like, mm-hmm. that's the perfect week for value week because yeah. I have, I don't have to rearrange anything. I'm already yeah. spacious that week. Yes. Um, when the lull, like we know there's going to be a lull, so we have to work in rest. I planned in, this felt like such a next level move for me. I planned in a little staycation at this cute little like ski resort town. I felt so good about that because I was like, this is such a boss move. Yes. Yes. Okay. But just like break this down for me because I'm so curious, like, was there permission that you had to give yourself? Like, tell me the things that even allowed that to be possible. Yeah, uh, definitely a lot of permission because it's like, usually that would be something like that would feel like a reward after completing something. So mm-hmm. I'm doing it without that. I'm like, this is just because. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just because element. And it was also recognizing that I really needed to pour back into myself in order Mm -hmm. to, to like show up as fully as possible at the end of the launch, because that's usually when you're going to feel, at least I feel the most tired. Like stamina Mm -hmm. has always been something I've struggled with. I'm really good up front. Like, let me give you a lot of spark. And then that kind of fizzles out unless I get good rest. Yes. So that was like, I know I can rest at home, but there's also still all the family things and life, normal life things that happen when you're at home. So I was like, let me go somewhere where it's just about me, where I'm going to, I'm going to go to, I'm doing a spa day, (laughs) sit with my journal. I'm going to reflect. I'm going to just pour into myself and that without it being a reward, just because I just need to do this because this is what I get to do now. Yes. Yes. So that's one thing I'm really, really big on are these staycations where you really just take a night or two nights, depending on, you know, what is possible for you mm-hmm. to basically turn everything else off. And you just go and you do this thing for yourself, for your business, for your vision. There's no yeah. working that needs to happen. Like you're just there to really pour into you for all of the ways that you're pouring into other people. And I remember like you voxed me on the way. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like, this is a big deal. Like even just going on a solo trip by yourself, I think is a new thing for a lot of people because it's like, we tend to plan trips around where we're going with our family or with our significant other or with a friend. And so doing this just for you can kind of like, it can bring up some stuff of like, my gosh, is that okay? What's it going to be like to just be by myself? And I'm so, so incredibly glad that you gave yourself that. Yeah. It felt sometimes there's like that feeling of, is it selfish to do this is, Mm -hmm. but it was honestly so refreshing to make no other decisions other than the decisions I wanted to do. So it also really puts you in touch with your own desires. Like what do I want? Because I don't have to consider anybody else. Yes. Okay. I so love this. So you sent out, uh, so one of the things that we do on the back end of a launch is we send out a thank you email to everybody who joined us, um, who kind of came along for the ride, right? Because there's definitely a lot of increased communication happening around a launch because you want to make sure that you're sending out all of the content that your people need to make the best decision for them, right? And you really ended this launch with such a beautiful, beautiful email 
of what this launch meant to you. And I would love to hear just some of the highlights from that. Yeah. So that, that I, it took me a long time to write that email. I had to sit with it because I, I knew this launch was so life-changing for me. And my husband and I had to just like sit with like, what does this really mean for us? And I was like, I need to get really transparent with my people and let them know how big of a deal this was. Yeah. I spent my whole life at Poverty Line. Like that's just where, that's where I was raised. That's most of my adult life. Mm-hmm. And believing that it's possible to change your stars, basically, right? Like change the way that you've been brought up, the way that life has always looked is like a huge ask sometimes because you're like, how is this even possible for my world to look this different? And then can I really show up with that for that? Like, right? Can I really show up for that? Because I've just my whole life always known I can be scrappy. I'm probably always going to make it, but that's just enough. Like I've always only ever given myself permission to have just enough. And this launch was about way more than that. (laughs) It was like, how much am I allowed to have? How visible am I willing to be? How much am I willing to receive? And I really had to sit with those questions because day after day of launch, I would be like, this is, this is plenty. Those 50 people, that's plenty. I don't need more than that. Or like 10 people signed up for the, signed up. That covers the things I need it to cover. I don't need it to be more than that. It's fine. It's okay. This is good enough. And I had to challenge that because I'm like, no, this, we want this to be bigger and not just for me, but also for the permission that I give to my community for what it means for my family, for this, yeah, this really big, (laughs) I know I'm meant to give more. So I also need to receive more. I need to let myself receive more. Oh, yes. I feel like emotional. (laughs) I'm emotional too. But you, you know, what makes me even more emotional is months ago, like before this launch even really came on the radar, like nothing was even mapped out. We were on Voxer and you were saying something, we were talking about the money map because you've been meeting with your money map consistently. It's been part of your daily practice. And I kind of let everybody in on a secret. It's like, so here's the magic. When you start meeting with your numbers and your money map every single day, like there's, there's inner work that happens without you even having to do anything. It's simply by your commitment of showing up and being present right? With your money and with your dreams and with your vision. And I remember that we had this conversation because you wanted to add something into your personal financials that you were like, I mean, this would be nice to have. And you were really grappling with like this just enough versus more than enough concept. And I remember us talking about it. It was like, this is the real edge, right? When we talk about enoughness work, so many of us think that the hardest work is getting to that place of like, we know that we're enough, Right. And that is a challenging journey in and of itself. But the other side of that coin is getting comfortable having more than enough. And what does that mean? And is that okay? And is that safe to have and all of those things? And so I remember you going back and forth. You said, I I keep on putting it in and I take it out and I put it in and I take it out. Like, is it okay for me to have? But the thing that I love so much is that simply by you meeting with this and noticing, isn't that interesting that I'm having a really hard time, like letting myself have this, (laughs) like, the inner work was already there. And I know that that was like a little seed that was planted for you coming into this launch of saying, I'm going for more than enough. I'm expanding past this just enough point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was daily through the launch, but you're right. It was, (laughs) it's funny because now that's, that 
thing I kept taking out is totally there. It's on my, it's on the money map. I'm like, oh, that's right. I did really grapple with that. And it's just there now. That's just what gets to be there. Yeah. And there's, it's like, I was able to metabolize that and that work really supported that same story, that same question. So I think that's also important to name, right? Just because I, I, I got past it on the money map doesn't mean that I got past the whole story. Like I'm still working with the, like, can I have more than that? Can I have more than that? Is that, is that allowed? It happened throughout the entire launch. Can I have more people in value week? Can I really have more people in my group? I mean, I think I hit like 16 people and I was like, I don't really need to reach out to anybody. I'm okay. Uh We're good. We're good. And I would ask you, should I do anything about this? You're like, you should probably reach out, reach out to that person, reach out to that person. I'm like, oh, and I have this like feeling of like, am I inconveniencing the world basically Mm. by asking for one more person to sign up? Mm. Like it was like this feeling of like inconvenience. Like I'm not allowed to have that. I've never been allowed to have that. So why would this be any different? Mm -hmm. And I had to like remind myself that I, that I'm willing, that I'm willing to try because we don't control the outcome, but I'm willing to ask. I'm willing to make the ask in order to expand my life, in order to expand my business, in order to expand my impact, in order to expand like the safety. Like that's been a huge thing for me this year is like, can I do all of this and feel really safe? Yes. And really supported and financial stability is huge when it comes to feeling safe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think like that's, that's one piece. I'm so glad you brought that up because the minute you said that, like, I remember when we were in your money map and we were starting to map out this launch and how many people you wanted to call in and what price point made the most sense. And there were additional expenses associated with this cohort, right? And like making sure we were seeing the whole picture and what you really wanted to, to do with this whole thing. Yeah. And I remember we were playing with price points and we're like, you know, what, what would happen if we went to the 450 level? Like, how does that feel in your body? Like just check in and how does it feel for like 395, like just below it? How does that feel in your body? And like all those things. And you're like, I'm just so committed to doing things where I feel embodied. Like I, my nervous system is on board with what it is that I'm doing. Yep. So tell me how that has kind of played out because I know that your nervous system got activated at some point during this launch process because that's normal, right? <laughs> so how did those two things kind of coexist of like, this is, I'm choosing safety and also I'm stretching because both of those ha- happen during this launch process for you. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> this term has been taught to me by amazing past yoga teachers. It's the comfort's edge. So you're like right up at that edge is you're getting that stretch, but you're still allowing your nervous system to feel held. But if you go past it, it's usually when you go into nervous system activation. And I'm someone who's always been like, I can just go past that. I'm just going to bypass fear and I'm just going to go for it because otherwise it's because it's survival mode, because that's where I've always been. It's survival. Like it doesn't matter if I'm scared. I have to do this because it's what I have to do. So this is a really big shift for me to say, I don't have to override my fear and, and I get to experience expansion abundance, that increase that I'm looking for. That's like, part of my brain's like, that's bullshit. Like you've never done that before. That's not possible. (laughs) And the other part of my brain is like, this is where faith comes in. This is where we have to really believe and ground into the, what we know at our, our core is meant for us. So I think that was sort of the the push pull that would happen. I would get to this place 
like the visibility is actually where I felt it the most, mm-hmm. which is not entirely unexpected, but it was more unexpected because I did not think that many people were going to be drawn to the work. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't ready for it nervous system wise. Mm-hmm. So it would get really big. And then I'd be like, okay, how do I need to support my nervous system right now? Generally some big breaths, drinking a lot of water, getting outside, doing those walks and just reminding myself that like, I do get to change my mind at any point. If this is just like, not something I can sustainably do, I can change my mind. Yeah. Am I going to do that though? Was the question. And I'm like, no, I'm willing to keep going. I still feel safe enough that I can do this. And I think the biggest piece for that was letting myself not do it alone. That was yeah. the biggest nervous system regulation for me. So tell me about that piece. Cause I know that you really received a lot of reasons. Like you opened yourself to be supported in this launch. Yeah. Yeah. I was an intentional choice. Um, but also you were amazing. Like, I think you messaged me every single day. <laughs> Probably, which I also was not How are you feeling expecting. today. How's it going? Yeah. yeah, which I was not expecting at all. So like that, then I got in the habit of like, I'm going to check boxer first thing because I know I'm going to wake up and I'm going to feel like, oh my God, I have this whole day of launch ahead of me, but I'm going to start with a message and yeah. I would, and it would, I'd start with a message from you. And then I would do my energetic practices to like ground myself. We, my husband is like my best support ever. So there was a lot of like debrief at the end of each day with him. So I could just get it out of my brain and then be able to relax. Yeah, That was helpful. Um, I had affiliates, which yeah. was nice to just like be speaking the background of things to peers, right? Like this is what's happening. And, but I think the part that I love the most was actually my, uh, my past clients were so like, they were so jazzed. <laughs> like they yes, were so they were, Yes, they were your biggest cheerleaders. Biggest, cheer, biggest cheerleaders down to the point that one of my past clients sponsored someone to join the group. Like that was like, that made my, that made my heart just like explode. Cause I was like, this is the world that I'm building is that enough of us have enough support, enough financial abundance that we can support other people to get support. And that was like in real time happening. I felt so just like overwhelmed with gratitude because of that. It's just been amazing. I, it's been amazing to watch you lead this launch and your commitment to it. Because I think before, like you even said, go, like you were so all in on this. And I think the willingness, like you've mentioned that several times. And I think that that's a really core thread that's woven throughout this whole thing of like, just your willingness to really show up and and partner with this launch. Tell me about the partnership piece. Cause I know that that's also been a thread for you too. Yeah, it has been. Um, I mean, one of the biggest changes that ever happened in my business is when I started looking at my business as a separate entity from me, like mm-hmm. we're partnering together. And I, but I had never applied that principle to a launch before mm-hmm. a launch has always just felt like it's just like that same sort of independent. This is just me standing lone wolf energy. Yeah. And I was like, no wait, I can apply this to my launch too. Like I'm in partnership with my, with this launch, it gets its own energy Um, it gets its own name. Like it's been the magnetic launch. It gets to be, you know, just existing in the world. And even when I take a break, my launch is still doing its thing, right? It's got momentum. It's got that energy it's attracting. And so I can step away for those two days that I stepped away for at the spa and know this is still happening over here. Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm so big on the partnership piece, like partnering with your business, partnering with your money, 
and partnering with your launch because every single launch, and here's going to be like the hardest part, right? Because anytime we go through a launch like this, it's like the life-changing launch, right? It's really easy for us to go into every single future launch chasing this launch, right? And we have to approach each new launch as its own new thing. It's going to have its own cadence, its own pace, its own energy, its own vibe, its own personality, right? And it's like our job to partner with this thing without it needing to carry any other thread of this thing that has happened before. And it's one of the most challenging, challenging things to do in business, just from my personal experience of just letting this thing be its own thing. But every single time you go into a launch process, I'm a firm believer that there's always a new lesson to learn that this launch is here to teach you. And there's this other version of you that you are going to become by navigating the lessons There's going to be new ways that you find to ground your energy. There's going to be new things that you didn't expect to happen that you're like, it's going to like mess with like your expectations of like, oh, I didn't expect all the sales to come in in the last 12 hours of this cart (laughs) being open. That's bizarre, right? But I think really partnering with it and being willing to be the steward for that launch that it needs you to be. And just listening to it. And I know that sounds probably super woo for some of my non-woo people, which I don't know if we have a, a lot of non-woo people in my world, but if we do, um, I'm a big believer in listening to your business and listening to your offers and especially listening to your launch, because I really do feel like there's information that it is speaking to you at all times. If we can just slow down long enough to listen. Yeah. So as we are on the other side of this launch, what are some things that you would say to somebody who might be considering um, rolling out to this launch strategy of mine? How did you find it supportive? What were the things that you loved? What were the things that you're like, I don't even know how this would have looked had I not had that, anything that you could offer? I mean, I think the biggest thing is being, is asking themselves how willing they are to trust this process. Because I definitely have that question early on I'm like, I've launched a lot. I've launched a lot. And I have like a system that I'd like to use. And so I had to like challenge myself on that. Like, okay, you signed up to learn these things from Megan. You, you invested the money. So how willing are you to now implement those things? Like, yes. which may be contrary to how I would normally do things, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially like kind of the early stuff, like the tech stuff and all of that. So I think that's part of it is like checking in with yourself. Like, okay, like, yes, you took these steps to do, to like invest and to like work, you know, have this, have this program, but are you going to follow through with it? Like I think Mm -hmm. a number one commitment to follow through. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I think the piece that I felt I found the most supportive, well, one of, there's so many pieces. One of the biggest pieces was having the visual of where, what steps happen on what week that really let me be present. That was huge to not have to, I don't have to hold every single piece of the launch in my brain at all times. Yeah. I can be with this step right now, fully present with the energy that's required for that. Yes. That is massive because I think a lot of times when people are launching, we feel like we're throwing spaghetti at the wall and we're doing all the things all the same time, hoping something happens. Mm -hmm. This is, has a lot, has a cadence to it. it, has like a rhythm that you get to follow that can also be adjusted. That was the other thing too. I think we ended up adjusting some pieces because I was on a vacation and we had to decide where the timeline was going to land based on that. Mm -hmm. Um, The email part, as much as I was resistant to it, the email (laughs) segmenting 
uh, was so eye-opening to be able to see and track my leads. Oh, the lead tracking. We didn't talk about lead tracking. We haven't talked systems at all, but that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't even get there. I think I really did love though, having reusable systems. It, that felt really motivating to me. I'm like, I'm willing to put in the work for this because I know I'm going to reuse this. And I also didn't have, um, I didn't have sold out expectations for the launch mm-hmm. personally, mm-hmm. because it's rare that I've completely sold out group programs before I've got really close. I'll get really close. And I expected myself to get really close. So I think there's that too. It's just being like being there for the journey was really helpful to just be like, okay, every step of the way, I'm just here for this piece. I'm, I'm supporting the journey and I don't, I get to release the outcome. I get to have faith in the outcome, but I also don't have to put that kind of pressure on the outcome. Totally. And you, yeah. I think you really teach the, like that sustainable holistic approach when it comes to launching is like, you said that to me many times, we don't know what the outcome is going to be, but we can choose how we're showing up in this moment. Yes. 100%. I think that was like my last question for you because I know there's a lot of strategy that we lay out. I mean, everything is very intentionally designed, like literally every single piece of this launch. So the way that you are feeling as you are leading it is really from like the vision of how you want to feel and how can we structure this to like best support you and also the ultimate goals that you have for the launch itself. So would you say that this is a really good balance of like of strategy, of energy? Like what are the things that it kind of pulls together inside this, this system or this strategy? Yeah. I, what I, I feel like there was structure that supports flow is really what it was. I felt like there was enough strategy and enough support that didn't feel stifling. It just felt really supportive. So I could show up in the ways that felt best to me that supported my energy, my rhythm. So it felt, it was very curated. I felt like, but also I think I had to, I know I had to advocate for these are the things that I need. So if someone's not ready or willing to do that, that might be a place to start, right? Yes. And yes. I think sometimes that's hard to do because we're like, at least in my own mind, I'm like, okay, Megan's the expert here. And also I'm the expert on myself. So I have to bring that mm-hmm. so we can, we can co-create this launch together. Yes. And like, that is like my biggest dream is that this is a co-creation, right? Like I'm going to offer my guidance, my insight, my expertise, but it's always kind of like, how does that land? Like, what does that spark in you? Like, and yep. we just kind of go back and forth until like we land and it feels good. And like, and we know when it's dialed in, right. Cause you're like, okay. Th- yeah. And I could always tell, cause she would be like, okay, this feels super good. I'm super excited. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It's like, and then we just go off onto the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really great. Cause it's not just like a worksheet or a template. There is, there is the, there is a template, like we are following it, but it's so, it's so mo- it's yeah, it's so modified. And I think what you said that it's going to have to be because every single launch is different. Every single person is different. Every single combination of events is going to be different. So a template that is structured enough, but also open enough to hold all those pieces is really what I experienced with this launch. Yes. So after you have completed your first magnetic launch, it was your highest earning launch to date. You also created a lot of assets in this launch that you're now repurposing into additional revenue streams, but also like support for your community too, that is now accessible outside of your live launches and live programs. Mm -hmm. Would you call this like a, a win, a success? Like, how are you kind of like grounding this of like, I did that? 
I mean, I feel like it's just blown out of the water. Like, like there's not just a win. Like this was like the win, even though it's, but it's funny because it's also, I know it's not the number one thing I'm going to do this year. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there's so many bigger things that are happening, but right now this feels like the kind of the portal to the next, to, to everything else that I've been wanting for myself and for my business. This feels like such a game changer. Yeah. You know, the thing that I just want to mirror to you is this feels like it's already just so integrated too. of like, like I can just tell it was time, right? This wasn't something that you forced. It was something that you allowed. It's something you partnered with. And as you stepped into it and you saw these results, it was kind of like, okay, like, yeah, like this is, this is what we do now. Like it completely kind of shifted the way that you're operating in the world, the way that you even see your work, the way you see yourself, even with how you've been able to lead this launch. Um, with higher levels of visibility and working through all of like those comfort edges, as you mentioned, right? Yes. Yeah, it was, it did. I agree that it felt time. And I think it was just, um, it was, that was a pivotal shift early on in flow was even before I think I joined flow was recognizing where I was at in my business that I wasn't, I'm, I'm not a beginner anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have this level of mastery. And if I really want to implement that and operate at that level, these are the pieces that I'm now need to call in. And having a launch like this is absolutely one of those pieces. Yeah. I'm just so thrilled for you. It's been like such a joy, like being in your back pocket, navigating like all the days, celebrating the biggest wins, like along the way, because there's been so many, you know, like I remember just the feedback that you were getting from your people and how meaningful that was. Like, there's just so many things. (laughs) I just feel so grateful that I got to experience those with you and watch you receive them. It's just so good. (laughs) I'm still just like, I feel like I'm basking in it still. Like, I'm still just like, whoa, that happened. Like, this is so awesome. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So let's wrap this up by talking about how you're really celebrating this launch now that you're on the other side of it what does that look like for you <laughs> so uh it's funny that you asked me that because at the very beginning of all of this I told my husband I was like when this launch sells out I'm buying you a new grill <laughs> and that may sound like a funny way to celebrate but love language is food for me and he's really good at cooking for me and he's had like this teeny tiny grill that he's been making food for me all summer all last summer on I was like we're getting a new grill because yes. I'm celebrating by being fed food is a love language of mine too so I'm so thrilled for all of the delicious meals that he's going to cook and now like that's a gift that keeps on giving it is it is and I I did go out with some girlfriends and we did like an oysters and champagne night and that just felt like really awesome to um just to sell just celebrate and it's funny that the waiter asked me like are you here celebrating like a birthday? Are you celebrating an anniversary? Cause you could like tell we're celebrating. I was like, no, I'm celebrating my sold out launch. Like my business just like went to a next level and they totally brought me a free dessert. They're like, congratulations from our business to your oh. business. Like we're so happy for your success. That was like, what? This felt so cool. That makes me so happy. You did not tell me that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. Okay. Well, I'm celebrating you so big. I'm so grateful that you came on and just kind of like debriefed this whole launch with me publicly. I think that's so rad. So my friends, if you want to keep up with Kate and all of the amazing work that she's doing in the world, definitely go and find her on Instagram. We'll include her, her link in the show notes, go and check that out. And then you can also go and check her out at blissandflourish.com to keep up to date with all of her amazingness. And I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to work together, especially like this season to see you take this leap in your business and just the way that it's felt for you as you have really like experienced it and made it real. So incredible. Thank you for all your help with this. And thanks for the opportunity to talk about it. You know, transparency is such a big piece of my, of who I am and how I want to move through the world. So I really appreciate the opportunity to just put it out there to the world. For sure. I think it's going to help a lot of people and just give them like an example of what's possible, you know? So I want to say a special thanks to Kate one more time for letting us get into the, all the nitty gritty details of her most recent epic life-changing launch, which I'm just, I'm just so, so thrilled for you. So if this is something that you'd like my support on, I would absolutely love for you to come learn more about a new six month program that is really here to help you create a framework that holds your wisdom and gives language to your methodology, what it is that you do and how it is that you do it, which is exactly where Kate and I started. And then from there, create a one-to-many offer that puts that wisdom out into the world or refine an existing one, which is exactly Kate's situation, right? She already had an offer, but we refined it a little bit and also adjusted the price point, the capacity, all of those things that could really make more possible in her business. From that place, once we have your offer designed or refined, then we're going to start building out your custom launch strategy, just like you've heard me do with Kate. This led to such amazing results. Our focus is really setting you up for a multiple five-figure launch, and that can be anywhere from 20K to 60K, depending on your offers, your price point, the duration, and also the capacity, like how many people you want to hold space for inside your offer, which I will help you clarify during our time together. So if you are interested in learning more of what it would be like to work with me for six months in a super small, intimate container with one-on-one boxer support the whole time, because I am 100% in your business with you, then definitely send me a DM on Instagram so we can talk more about where you are and if this might be the right fit. Until next time, my friends, here is to the courage to keep showing up, even when clarity is still forming, knowing, trusting, believing the next right step is always on its way. See you soon.